Hey, it's Craig from Revolution Radio. This is just a reminder. Can you hit that subscribe button? That way you never miss a new episode of Canadian AF. And now, Revolution Radio and Canadian AF are proud to announce we are the newest members of a collective of some of the planet's greatest content creators on the new Cryer Media family. You can check out all the goodies that Cryer Media has to offer, including this podcast, at Cryer.co. Once again, that's C-R-I-E-R dot C-O. Thanks so much for listening to Revolution Radio, and enjoy this podcast. What happened? What happened? <laughs> and we're all here now. Let's have, yeah. another, let's have another round of applause for Emily Mack, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened there. That was absolutely bizarre. Um, but Emily, thanks so much for joining us tonight. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you for having me on the show. Honestly, this we is, can, we've been looking forward to this now all week. Other. This is great. And now we can hear yeah. each other. This is wonderful. Yeah. So as I say, I do sincerely apologize for that. I don't know what happened. And uh, yeah. Uh, so Dimitri, a land acknowledgement, please. Okay. Canadian as fuck acknowledges that the land in which we're meeting is the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis peoples. And Canadian as fuck also acknowledges that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 with the Mississaugas of the Credit. This is a podcast that we call Canadian as fuck. It runs every 10 p- at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time each and every Monday night. Myself, uh, Dimitri Alexiou, who sits beside me. Unfortunately, our friend Derek uh, is not joining us this evening. I was actually going to tease him, Dimitri, and I decided against <laughs> it. I'm not, I'm not going to make fun of him this week. He's he's a good guy, Aww. and and, uh, and I feel bad for him. He really is actually under the weather, so I genuinely feel bad for him. Get better soon, pal. Uh, we're going to get things going with a track that I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we read through our friend Eric Alper had 25,000 streams in a week. Yep. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, not exactly a week. It took a little bit longer. It was maybe a little more like three weeks or a month, but you know, I'm very flattered that people thought I got that many streams that quickly. Um, (laughs) Technically Technically speaking, if you hadn't have said anything, we would have believed you. <laughs> oh, no, I shouldn't have said anything. I let the cat out of like, yeah. no, but it's hilarious. This is what, like, I think is so funny about, like, the internet. It's like, yeah. Like rumors get started. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what? But needless, but like, having said all that, I think this is probably, this is like the beginning of like what's going to be a big 2023 for you. Yeah. Yeah. I so. <laughs> Track. So, like, let, I think we should just get to it. That's it. Right? It's called Kills oh. Me to Love You, our new bestie, Emily Mack, to Revolution Radio. Canadian as fuck, episode 49. Emily Mack is live on Revolution Radio. Fuck your games, because all I do is lose. Your love is Blood. 
freaking awesome. That was Emily Mack with Kills Me to Love You on Canadian as Fuck on Revolution Radio in partnership with Cryer Media. And we have Emily Mack with us on the program tonight. Thank you for joining Woo! us. Oh, yeah. thank you for having me. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, so, yeah, we have a few questions for you. Well, we have um, a number of cool. questions. Yeah. <laughs> right, Strap yeah. in. Here we go. Um. It, so I don't know. You probably are going to agree with me about this, but it seems to me okay. that that um, rock and roll is kind of like the domain of women right now. And 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 you are because you and you are a supporter of the Queens of Rock and Roll Showcase series. Yeah, um, yeah. I've um, that's uh, my series. I've put on some uh, special like showcases with other female artists, and it's been like a really great way to meet and network and support. And they're like so many great local female fronted bands in Toronto and around. Absolutely. Canada. Yeah, but. absolutely. Like, <laughs> because like, uh, like we here at Canadian as fuck are huge supporters of the beaches. No, no bro. bro. Yeah. Uh, like, and it just seems to me like there are no men rocking like Canadian women currently <laughs> do. And like, you're just more, and you're just more evidence of that. And like, I was just wondering, do you have a theory on why that is right now? Hmm. Um, I mean, I can only speak for myself personally. Um, I feel like for several years, I like just pushed down my rage mm. and then it couldn't <laughs> stay down any longer. And rock felt like a good vehicle for that. So I'm thinking that might be why some of the other women are getting into it because it's 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 still like even in these modern times, there's still a lot of people that don't accept anger, especially from a woman. And so like it's it's like an outlet where you can maybe say those things that are not the nice girl things. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. It's amazing to hear that because uh, going back to 1995, I believe, Alanis Morissette got massive, massive uh, pushback from her debut album, Jagged Little Pill. Well, her debut rock album, Jagged Little Pill. You know, people are like, you you can't say those things. It's like, well, what are you talking about? Of course I can. You know, so, yeah, yeah, no, I I think it's fantastic that uh, that women are... um, Women are rocking these days, basically. Yeah. That's, just like Dimitri says, that's that's really the way that it is with, with you know so many amazing bands, uh, artists and bands out there. So, yeah, and I so, love Atlantis. Like yeah. I, I remember the first time I heard her on the radio. I literally, I was up north in a cabin, and I ran from one side of the cabin to the next. I was like right by the radio. I'm like, who is this? Because I'd never heard anyone sound like her before. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. she totally oh, wow. original, completely original. Yeah, yeah. For sure totally blew me away and inspired me when did songwriting so, start for you sorry dimitri if you don't mind me asking just like to just, like to sort of go back to the beginnings here if we could and find out what what's what's the story okay this um so like as a kid <laughs> i used to like make up songs to myself when i was trying to fall asleep like at night so i guess maybe that's where it started those were not rock songs. Not I was going to say, um, did you sleep very well? <laughs> I had nightmares. Yeah, yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, it's been like years of development and I still feel like that I'm going to continue on, continue on that journey of trying 
to like write more and get even better. Like it feels like a continuing journey. And um, I I did spend a, quite a bit of time like in cover bands, which was really cool and fun. But part of me inside always wanted to write. And at a certain point, I made that decision, and I was like, okay, no, I got to do this for real. I got to mm-hmm. learn how to write my own songs and. Mm-hmm. And co-write. I love co-writing too. It's fun to be able to like throw your ideas off of someone mm-hmm. so that you're not like throwing your own self against the wall. <laughs> you're bouncing off them because sometimes it can get frustrating too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's, who were who some of your favorite bands to cover, artists to cover? Oh, well, uh, th- there's a lot of different ones. I mean, like currently I love, I still like tend to throw like a cover song or two in my set. Uh, I love Heart. Oh, uh, right on. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Good for you. Uh, yeah. Love this. And I have love the covered, Wilsons. Yeah. Oh my God. Ann Wilson, just like. Oh, she's got to be them, hard to cover, though. Both of them are God so. I, I think both of those two ladies are so underrated. They are so underrated. I really do. They're just, mm-hmm. they're both brilliant in their own right. Nancy's just a fantastic guitar player, too. So, anyway, oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Alana Miles, I have covered about Black Velvet before, and she's another Canadian woman that Bravo, very inspired by. Uh, we just oh, played somebody... her last week on the program, actually. Oh, amazing! Yeah, we just played Alana, <laughs> Alana uh, last week. Yeah, and I also do like like it's fun to cover guys' songs too. Like I've Absolutely. done like Personal Jesus, I've like Depeche Mode, I've done In Excess. You know, so I like to mix it up. And I mean, I used to, one of the things that's kind of fun for me about doing rock is I also used to like sing like blues and like old timey, like jazz blues songs. And so I think that gives me like a respect of where it all kind of came from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Awesome. But so kills me to love you. Yeah. This was like something that came out of a session with your producer, Dijon Martino. Martin New, yeah. Martin New, Martin New. Okay, looks okay. So, (laughs) (laughs) don't worry, I mispronounce everything. So, (laughs) Dimitri usually pronounces like a lot of French last names with hockey players. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, um, so, like, now this was like, so this was like a little. How can you tell us a little bit about the story of that session and how and how it came out? So it was interesting. We were like, uh, we had had a meeting before and uh, we decided that we were thinking of working together. And we're like, well, why don't we start with a co-write and see if we have that like chemistry of working together. And, you know, like we're doing the co-write and we're throwing out ideas. Like sometimes like you just like say, oh, let's talk about this theme or like you're saying things, but sometimes nothing's sticking. And it was a bit like that at first. And and so I'm just like throwing out ideas, throwing out ideas. And then like out of my mouth, popped kills me to love you. And it literally popped out. Like I wasn't thinking of it. And we were both like, ooh, okay, there's something there. Like as soon as I said it, we both knew it was something. So we built the song around that. How, what do okay. you, how do you start? I'm, I'm interested. Sorry, uh, Dimitri. <laughs> I'm interested. I'm always interested with singer songwriters. Yeah. Um, how do you put a tune together like do, do things start out with you with like a melody idea or do you have chords in your head or words like how do things start for you definitely not with chords because i'm not the best at playing instruments okay. so i tend to be more like lyrically 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 
Lyric I I, so now I can't lyric esque. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and 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 melody driven. And also like sometimes I'll get like a concept of something I'll I'll want to write about. And then I'll either try to figure out the chords myself, or I really enjoy co-writing with someone who's better at like say guitar and that kind of stuff. And then they can bring that side to to it all. Like I, one of my favorite things to do when I co-write with someone is, is find someone whose their strengths are my weaknesses and then Uh, vice versa. And I feel like then you kind of like make this awesome thing together. Very cool. Yeah. And have, and so has that, has that experience with Dijon? Yeah. Dijon. Okay. Has that experience with, yeah. With, has that experience carried on into more songs that you're going to put together this year? Well, I actually have a five song EP. It's just not out yet. Okay. <laughs> so the songs are already all recorded. Uh, and um, so I'm definitely going to do, I haven't decided yet because as you guys know, the music industry is kind of like the wild west now. So it's not yeah. like there's one way of doing things. So I, I don't know if I'm going to release it all in one big chunk or just do one more single and then do the whole thing. I also have some acoustic versions of my songs, which I'm excited about because I like playing around. Like, I think, I think a good song can be done several different ways. Absolutely. So, yep. Yeah. Right. You might be hearing one of the other singles off the album next, or you might be hearing an acoustic version of Kills Me to Love You or Whiskey. <laughs> okay. So there's going to be some fun surprises. And yeah, so like all those songs are already written. And I do want to do some more co-writing soon and get back in the studio soon because I have a whole bunch of other, like I do have a bit of a catalog, but it's uh one thing at a time, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah. so this is an interesting strategy. Then, like before we went on the air, mm-hmm. we, the three of us were talking about like social media strategy and everything. Yeah, you we were talking about TikTok, or so. So, so let's. So, all right. So you're talking about like we're really talking about marketing the music now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's so, a huge part of it. Definitely. Right. So what are your thoughts? So what are your thoughts on, on TikTok as a, as a platform for marketing? I think it's pretty good. I think, I think the way, at least what I see trending now, and I'm not a TikTok expert is that people seem to like personable TikToks yeah. that connect with them with the personality, with the story beside behind the song, maybe like a day in the life, something personal. If if it gets too advertisey, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm making up yeah. a billion words. Yeah, no, <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> it's not as cool on on TikTok. Like my ones where I've gone a little more that direction do not get as many views. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. This is Charles Adler. 
After a few years of working on radio and television, The Charles Adler Show has evolved to a natural place in 2023. YouTube, podcast, and open RSS. You'll hear the show as it always has been delivered, concise, with context, clarity, and empathy. And as a bonus, the guests will be natural-born storytellers who won't fear telling stories that are personal and emotional. They won't fear uncomfortable questions. Most important, they won't fear me. Follow me on Twitter at Charles Antler and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. So then, so then what did, what do you think you did to make that got such a huge response for kills me to love you? Like, how did you draw all those streams? Do you like, how do you think you did that? Well, I like, I did work with someone who was helping me with absolutely and, and, and that kind of thing to get it out there on playlist. So I didn't do it all on my own. Um, but you know, I think it's also important with rock to target different audiences because rock, you know, it's really big, you know, in the States as well as Europe and South America. So I think it was important to not just focus, like, I know we're on Can- Can- Canadian as fuck and I love Canada, but like, we didn't just focus on that market. And I think that helped oh. mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. You can't okay. focus on, you can't focus on just Canada anymore. You can't. Do no, it, right? no. And, you know, it's interesting too, to see bands, like a three days grace or something like that, that mm-hmm. kind of reached out to the American market and just had a couple of tunes, um, you know, uh, home and, and I hate everything about you and, and just I love that connected <laughs> with an audience in the United States and just, yeah. just grab them and said, okay, we've got you now and we're not letting go. And I think that's the best thing that you can do. And that's, I think one of the wonderful things about the industry these days is to see someone like yourself getting 25,000 streams, whatever, in a week or a month. It, it really, technically yeah. speaking, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because that's yeah. that's a hell of a lot, right? And I'm yeah. amazed. You know, that's like, that's the type of thing that a record company is going to look at it and say, mm, actually, that's a start, right? So um, I think in a lot of ways, it's great to see the industry these days, the way that it is and the way you can reach out and touch people differently. But like you say, you've really got to work that social media strategy, I feel. Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, I I try to as best I can. And I definitely don't. I mean, what is perfect? (laughs) I was gonna say, I don't think I'm perfect at it. Um, But like, you know, I think it's showing different things, you know, that go behind the scenes. Like I did do some videos that were kind of fun. And I think I might do Mm -hmm. some more like behind the scenes where, you know, I talked about well, I showed a little clip of like my bass player playing the bass line mm-hmm. and like I and talked about had... this background vocal thing I did in the song that was really cool. So I try to kind of let people in a little bit on the making of the music, which yeah. I think is pretty exciting. And I, and I saw the Ben Healy video, too. Oh, I love Ben. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? What what was the Ben Heal? He, talk about Ben. That. It's just basically showing him doing that kick ass guitar solo. Oh. that kick ass guitar solo and kills me to love you together. Nice. You know, and like, uh, is he gonna be? Is he gonna be part of your band on April twenty first at the Bovine Sex Club? Yes, he is. I'm so awesome. excited. Yeah, it's gonna be an amazing show. He's playing with me. Stacy's playing with me, who also played on the album as well. So it's gonna be an awesome night. 
Awesome. You're playing the bovine. Awesome. I haven't been I haven't been to the bovine in probably oh, I don't know, fifteen years, something like that. It's probably still exactly the same inside. <laughs> probably. I, I think it. that's yeah. part of its charm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love I love the bovine, the horseshoe, all those places. Queen Queen oh, yeah. West is just where it's at. Well, it, it was where it's at anyway. It's nice that there's a few places that have managed to stick around. Uh, oh, throughout, yeah. throughout all of that uh, i know that you talked um uh, it's great to hear you talk about being in a cover band back in those uh, mm. back in the the earlier days i find a lot of great musicians great singers great songwriters do you know get into that cover band circus and it's it's a great place to start aside from the the uh, covers that you were mentioning what were some of your earliest influences not necessarily for playing in a cover band, but what were, what were some of the things that you listened to as, as basically as a kid? Well, I did like um, listen to like Tina Turner and I listened to uh, a lot of Motown actually because Bless my you. dad mm, grew up you. in Windsor, yep. uh, you know, across the of river course. from Detroit. Yep. So, um, and I remember my mom playing like Crosby, Seals and Nash. I also remember like dancing around to sing along to Atlanta Miles stuff. And then, you know, yeah. So there was, there was like a wide variety of stuff I was listening to. I think it's no wonder then that you've sunk into the, the sound and style that you have. If you're, if you're pulling things from not only Atlanta Miles, but Motown as well. Oh yeah. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting to, to, to hear that sort of melting pot that you've created. It's awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Really. Like the, the songs I've been listening to, your stuff I've been listening to, it's just fucking awesome. So thank you. It it's wicked. Thank so. you. So this five song EP that you say mm-hmm. is that you have and that you have in the ready to unleash on us. When's it coming out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When's it coming out? I don't have the exact date yet. Okay. All right. But I'm she, sorry. But, I know. But she's but she's she's figuring out her strategy. That's as it. she said, as you said, Emily, you're like, yeah. should I do it single by single? So I single. I'm thinking and I'm thinking like so and I'm noticing that more and more young artists are going the five six song EP route as opposed to yeah. like a 45 minute album, album like, yeah yeah so and I'm thinking it, do you think that that's the new that that's the new way that the bet that that's the way that things are now with streaming just yeah. every so often doing a five song EP I mean, some people are even saying the EP is dead and you should just do singles. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> I hope that one day I do, like, I, I do really want to do, like, the album, the full album, like, 10, 12 songs at some point. Uh, but, like, this, it actually, it's funny because this started off as a three-song EP. It was going to be even smaller. And then we got stopped partway through recording by the pandemic and everything being locked down, um, which was very depressing. I'm like, like I literally was going to get in the studio the next week and I was like, or not. Um, And then the video, the video with Ben Healy actually shows him in a mask doing the solo. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we recorded like some of this stuff was recorded when we were in partial lockdown, you know, when things were like opened up again, but you still, were kind of nervous and wearing masks and had to follow like guidelines. So it was a kind of 
unusual recording process to say the least. But what what was kind of cool is partway through that pandemic, I went from being like depressed and being like, oh God, am I going to get to even finish this to being like, okay, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. Let's add two more songs onto this EP. So <laughs> it ended up growing in that process. Um, and one of the songs, it's, it's not released yet, but is inspired by uh, the experiences we went through. I, I couldn't help but put something on there that <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had to, I had to put my creativity into that and yeah. so write many, about it. So many writers have, have talked about the pandemic. It's, it's, uh, it's part of our, it's part of our speech nowadays. It's part of, yeah. our, uh, it's part of the arts. It's part of everything because just like you say, you couldn't help but be, inspired by it essentially and unfortunately we had to be inspired by a pandemic but oh god you know it, at the end of the day it is what it is right so you know yeah oh. so ladies and gentlemen of the internet uh emily is going to want you to rsvp to for her show at the bovine sex club on april 21st and you can do so at emilymacmusic.com and uh and uh before before we uh before we play your uh, your other song, well, whiskey whiskey like me, mm-hmm. um, do you have anything that you want to tell us about how that song came to be? Oh, <laughs> sure. Um, so that song uh, was written uh, a little while back, and it was actually a co-write over the internet over skype so a couple of years ago um and it was mostly written like there's a few writers on it but with this uh songwriter jay stoller and he's a new york based i think he might be in la now and it was really interesting because i had never that was the first song we wrote together we've written several songs and i wasn't sure how it worked writing online but it worked amazing and at the time i was coming out of a bad relationship (laughs) and um and i was talking about this guy who you know hadn't treated me the way i wanted to be treated and i i made i made this joke about i'm like i'm like oh and he's so annoying like why am i still hung up on him (laughs) Like I can drink him under the table and then, and then like, (laughs) and then, and then that's when the never drink whiskey came out of there. And then through that kind of line, the whole song was born. (laughs) Oh my God. Rock and roll is such a good fit for a woman who has some points to make, (laughs) you know, you know, it's like such a great music for, for a woman like you, you know, and it's, it's, yeah, so I I think that this is fantastic. Um, Craig, do you you're have awesome? I just Thank all you. I want all I want to say is it's great to see um, what you're doing. Um, watching you on social media is quite quite impressive. I've actually learned a lot of stuff from you. To be oh, perfectly honest you. with you, to be perfectly <laughs> honest with you, you posted on Instagram today that you're going to be mm-hmm. on the show this evening. It's the very first time that we've appeared on Cryer Media dot co right so oh, the actual okay. crier media the actual crier <laughs> media website 
You hear that, Dean Blundell? It's the first time. Uh, Amazing. Yay. <laughs> thanks, thanks to our good friend, Emily Mack. Uh, yeah, we got on the Cryer Media website, like right in the feature, right in the right front and center. So um, honestly, my not friend. That, not, that, just, not that we're complaining to Cryer Media or anything. We're not Thank complaining. You for, uh, no, we're yeah. not complaining. <laughs> not complaining. Uh, <laughs> so uh, honestly, honestly, my friend, like it's just, it's wonderful to uh, to see what you're doing. Love the music think you're on a great trajectory and it just as far as i'm concerned things are just going to get better so good for you amazing thank Honestly. you so much for having me on the show oh, really our pleasure our, our pleasure. pleasure yeah so the so, show the show is dimitri one more time canadian as fuck no 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 oh, wait emily's wait. live oh. show oh yeah <laughs> sorry april, <laughs> april 20 friday april 21st at the bovine sex club at this 9 friday this friday yeah go to go to go to emily and rsvp for that show yeah, and you can get uh, you can get tickets just at the door, fifteen dollars, no extra charges, yeah. <laughs> which is no nice eleven dollar Ticketmaster service charge. Oh yeah, exactly. my god, yeah. it's out yeah. of control. So you you yeah. can uh, yeah. you can good stay you. away from that and just well, actually there there was a good there was a good meme going around on social media recently. <laughs> if you want to fight back against Ticketmaster, go see a local artist at a local at a local venue. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I yeah, saw that right. meme too, and I love it because, uh, you know, local music, can you really use your support after after all that time not getting to do it? it I, I've always loved live music. It makes me come alive, but like I have a deeper appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. Well, do you have yeah. more? Do you have more plans for shows after April? Yeah. Good call. Good question. I'm definitely going to have more shows coming up, but uh, I'm not announcing them quite yet. Okay. Okay. So, so Emily, keep it's yeah. emilymac.com, right? Emilymacmusic.com. Emilymacmusic.com. Yeah. Perfect. If you if you join my email list and stuff, I'll you'll I'll keep you up to date with everything that's going on. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you awesome. so much for joining us at Canadian as fuck, Emily Mac. Thank uh, you. And I love the name of the show, by the way. Thank you. It's 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 a cr- it's awesome. a cromulent name. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. um so <laughs> <laughs> there's another this is... word to me just, let me pull that one out of the air and yeah okay awesome so <laughs> on canadian as fuck on revolution radio thanks in partnership with crier thank du- you with crier media this is whiskey like me with emily map i guess you don't much to give so you take what you can this pretty little thing on your arm do I make you feel like a man when I'm gone when I'm gone when I'm gone and you're down on your knees when I'm gone when I'm gone when I'm gone and you're looking Feed. You can hide your weakness, your cheap little secret, but you'll never drink whiskey like me. No, you'll never drink whiskey like me. I'm queen and you keep sending me, but you can't drink me tonight. I ain't your trophy wife. You want to taste my Cause you're a lightweight baby And I'm world renowned When 
Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer. Such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster and not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100% because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.